Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. The majority, I'm talking 99% of the marriages and relationships I see, not only are they different personality types, like completely opposite, there is this hilarious matchmaking that happens where when it comes to spending and lifestyle, you almost always find a spender and a saver. What's up, fam? This is JJ with another Mini Manso Friday. This might be one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done because it's so real. <laughs> it is so real. I don't know why. I don't know how this happens. The majority, I'm talking 99% of the marriages and relationships I see, not only are they different personality types, like completely opposite, there is this hilarious matchmaking that happens where when it comes to spending and lifestyle, you almost rarely see couples who are on the same page. (laughs) I have no idea how this happens, but you almost always find a spender and a saver. And sometimes you find spender, spender. Sometimes you find saver, saver. But the reality is that the majority of time is you find a spender and a savior And it is kind of hilarious because that's what Kate and I are. So we got a little bit of personal testimony in today's episode, which I'm sure you guys will enjoy, but we're going to go there. It's going to be a really awesome episode and we're going to go ahead and get started. Now, Patreon, you guys know I got to plug our Patreon. I love our patrons. Thank you guys so much. We are building slowly but surely here an army of people who just support Heart of Dating. We have a lot of people supporting us. I think we might be at 50 patrons right now. So we're just so grateful for each and every one. And yes, you, listen, if these episodes help you, if you have a new promotion, a new place that you want to try to kind of give to within your budget, this is a great avenue. Patreon.com forward slash Heart of Dating we would be so grateful for your guys' support. Now, what I'm loving lately, this one's hilarious. So if you guys know me, and if you've been listening for a while, at the height of my career before joining Heart of Dating, where I made the most money, I had the chance to go out and buy a car. I probably could afford a very nice car, probably 50000 if I wanted. And instead, just the way I'm wired and the way I was raised, utility, I'm just a utility guy. In a lot of ways, there there's almost nothing in this life that I splurge on uh, by any means. As I mean, and we'll go there. We'll talk about splurging in another episode. When it came to my car, it's the same way. I'm just very much of the mind of how can this get me from A to B the quickest, most easy, efficient, cheapest way possible. That's not going to break down on me. Best way to buy a car right there for me. That's a Toyota Prius. 
And listen, I, I've gotten made fun of for years and years and years. I drove a Prius in college, okay? That is like the peak of, all right, like this guy is definitely, you know, off his rocker. He's driving a Prius and he's supposed to be this cool college kid. All right, well, hey, listen, if you can rock a Prius, you can be cool, all right? But more importantly, utility, utility, utility. I went out and bought a $14,000 Prius and that's it. That was like my treat to myself. I saw a 2023 Prius the other day with Kate. And let me just say, after years of making fun of my hatchback Prius, we were blown <laughs> away. This thing, I saw a tagline the other day that <laughs> said the Prius finally has a sexy body and style that matches that sexy fuel economy that it's had for years and years. And this thing is sick. It literally looks like they said, we're going to take a Tesla. We're going to make it a little bit different and copy that homework and put a, uh, a Toyota Prius engine in it. And if you don't believe me, Google 2023 Prius right now and you will be shocked. These are the coolest looking cars I've ever seen. That is not a Tesla. And what was a joke is now something to take serious. So I love my Prius. And guess what? I'm a million percent getting myself one of these Priuses in the future, okay? So today's episode, speaking about expensive lifestyle, <laughs> and when I say I'm going to get a 2023 Prius, I'm going to wait 10 years, okay? That's how I operate. Never buy new, never, ever, ever buy new unless it's a ridiculous situation, but expensive lifestyle, I can't wait to get into this one, okay? <laughs> because here's my favorite one, okay? <laughs> if you're a guy who's preparing to marry a girl, who is a spender, who has an expensive lifestyle, okay? Here's what I want you to do to prepare. Go to the bank, take out as much money as possible, like all the spare money, the free money you have. Look at it, feel it, you know, cherish it, and then light it on fire and watch it burn and get used to that feeling, okay? Em embrace that feeling of it just burning and just disappearing, <laughs> before your eyes, because this is what's going to be happening every other Friday, every other payday for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay. That is, that is your life. Okay. That was my favorite Reddit response. But you know, the reality here is that, look, you're going to be spending a lot more money than you ever imagined. If you're the saver in the relationship, it's going to happen. Okay. And this is what should happen when you get married. There's a little bit of marriage advice in today. When you when you guys marry, marriage is a partnership, okay? It's no longer your money and her money, okay? When when the efficient said two become one, guess what happens? Two become one in all areas of life, including your bank account, okay? The reality is that your money is going to be spent together for the rest of your life. And when you marry someone you marry their lifestyle and your lifestyles now become one blended lifestyles and they're going to root for their lifestyle. And when you are evaluating someone and you're talking about spending money and spending habits and who they are in the relationship to money, you have to keep in mind you have different backgrounds. Okay. And with that, you guys are going to value time and money completely separately. You guys have had different parents. You've had different financial situations your whole life. You had different allowances. 
you had different careers, you've had different salaries, you had different views on retirement, on your long-term savings, on buying a house and renting. You have different views on everything. You know, you know what's hilarious? The reality of marriage is that <laughs> you're married to someone who more or less cares differently about every single object, topic, and life. You guys care differently about every single singular thing in the universe. One person cares more about it. One person cares less about it. And even when you're pretty close, you're still, you still have a different opinion. So I'm just going to say it simply. When you, when you marry someone, you, you marry their lifestyle in that sense. And these values, that background, that allowance, the career, you are marrying all of that. And the reality of the situation when it comes to spending and spending lifestyle is you can really, you have two choices. There, there really is two choices. You can let them be and not merge lifestyles, meaning you can let them spend what they want to spend on. You can indulge them. You can try to make more money and support their, their lifestyle, or you can challenge them and you will fight. <laughs> you will disagree. You're going to have budget meetings that are not going to be fun and you're going to quabble and you're going to quibble. But both of you in that scenario, the second one will grow. You will grow and you're going to have a healthier relationship. You're going to have a healthier foundation for your marriage and it's going to stink and it's going to suck sometimes, but it will be worth it because then you two will be able to confidently make decisions together as a team unit that you're both comfortable with. And it will take a ton of work to get there. But when you do get there, I promise you it will be worth it. But once you do decide to go date and you go into the relationship and you are accepting all of them, you are accepting their lavish lifestyle. You are accepting their skincare routine. You're accepting their purses. You're accepting their nice, luxurious trips that they like to take. You're accepting everything, okay? That's not going anywhere unless you guys go through the hard work and effort to get on the same page. And even then, like you might say, JJ, I'm dating this girl. She wants to go to Ruth Chris, and I'm more on like a Olive Garden, order water, sneak some breadsticks, <laughs> sneak some breadsticks in your pocket kind of guy, okay? Like she's a Target girl. I'm a Walmart guy. Okay. Uh, another one is she is a grass fed, organic, cuddled, coddled, tucked into bed, massaged, grass fed beef girl. And I'm like a chicken and rice, Taco Bell, Chipotle guy. Okay. Like she buys cars with a loan. I buy it with cash. Okay. She buys clothes at Nordstrom. I buy it off Amazon. Okay. Or, or, you know, goodwill, like the reality of all those life preferences and, you know, this or that I just propose is guess what? Even if you do compromise, a lot of those are going to win. <laughs> a lot of those are going to win. Like you might eventually work to a place where, okay, hey, we can't afford Nordstrom, but we can do a little bit nicer than Amazon. We can go to Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> we can go to TJ Maxx. We can go to Zara. Okay. You know, she wants a uh, fine dining 
and you were like the cheapest of the cheap, hey, maybe I make you a really nice steak at home. Okay, we can save a lot of money there. I'll cook it myself. We'll make it a nice sweet date night. You get a nice meal that you want with a nice grass-fed steak, and we don't have to spend $100 on you and $100 on me for a bottle of wine and two steaks. Okay, let me just do it at home. Like just finding a way to compromise, right? That's going to be your path to success. But if you guys are here and she is an expensive lifestyle, here's some great practical tips that I'll give you because today's a shorter episode because it is a very, very harsh reality. But if you go out there and you do decide to date a girl with a nice lifestyle, here's the number one thing from the get-go. Please, please, please be honest with your lifestyle and what you can afford. Okay, be honest with your lifestyle and what you can afford. Like if it's the third date, for example, and she suggests that she wants to go to the nice three-star Mexican restaurant where the margaritas are $25 a pop, the enchilada is $40, and the burrito chimichanga with queso is $35, and by the end of the night, it's going to cost you $150, and you don't have that money, okay? You're on that Taco Bell (laughs) budget. Number one. Don't ball out at a place like this. Don't, okay? Because number one, you can't afford it. You you cannot afford it. My rule of thumb when it comes to affording something is this. If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it, okay? If you can't buy that nice thing, that nice dinner, that nice whatever, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. There's your rule of thumb for affordability. And number two, you are setting an awful precedent and essentially lying. Yeah, I can take you out. Yeah, I can make it work. Yeah, I can do these things. You can't. And you're also misrepresenting where you are financially and what you can afford and what you're comfortable with. You're being dishonest about who you are, where you're at, and what you can afford. And number three, you're setting both of yourselves up for massive failure and disappointment, okay? Because if that's not where you're at or you can afford it and that doesn't fly with her, well, guess what? She was going to find out one way or the other, okay? And would you rather her find out up front or would you rather her find out after you've tried to ball out and keep up with her and then she realizes you can't and she says, I'm sorry, I'm maybe looking for someone who's maybe a little bit financially more secure and can afford some of these things. Well, two things just happen. One, you lied just to get that reaction. And number two, you just spent all that money just to get that reaction. Now, you don't want to be with a person who is going to exclusively look at you and one of their primary motivations is because you have money or not. I hope you get to a place where that's not an issue, but there is reality, especially if you're younger here, your transition careers, maybe you've gone through a divorce, you're just not financially in a great place. And we can talk about that separately, but who would want to date and marry someone who's into them for one of the primary motivations of financially being secure and and wealth? That for me is a very sad scenario, okay? So always, 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 always be honest with where you're at financially because if you're not in the best place financially and that's what she's looking for, that's not someone who you want to move forward with and they don't want to move forward with you, okay? And I think the last thing I would just say, when I say number one, be honest with like your lifestyle choices and your budget, there's no wiggle room here. Like if you're going to be honest and clear about one thing, your intentions with her and number two, financially 
where you're at. Okay. Like, do not mislead here. Like, you are just going to be setting everyone up for a massive party of failure and disappointment in yourself, especially. And that's actually the most healthy thing you can do. The most wise thing you can do is just be super clear and honest about where you are financially. Okay. Number two, this one's easier said than done. Okay. <laughs> I've, I, I've been there. I know it. Trust me. Be savvy and financially secure and then date. And listen, I know it's controversial because some people here, you're even listening now, you're going to date and you're not financially secure, right? And you're maybe like a, a bivocational, you're working for a church and you're working minimum wage and you're trying to make it work. I respect the hustle. I really do. And people are going to date like that's just the circumstance that they're going to be in for a while because of the lifestyle they chose. There is, there is nothing wrong with that. But listen, I will say this. Marriage will 99.9% .9 be the hardest thing you've ever done. And it will be the most expensive thing you've ever done. And if you want to take a marriage that's hard and challenging, and you want to make it infinitely harder and more challenging, throw financial stress into it. Throw financial insecurity into the mix of a challenging, tough, hard marriage and relationship where you have a lot of stuff to figure out and you will have a miserable marriage. Like marriage is already very difficult, okay, for a lot of people. If you wanna make it 10 times harder, not a joke, not twice as hard. If you wanna make it 10 times as hard, throw in financial insecurity. One of the best, best, best things you can do is just build a strong financial foundation before you go out and date. And if, if that means if you're 22 and 23 and you want to get married, you can still do it. Like, and you can still make it work. It doesn't mean you're going to be unsuccessful. I'm just saying it is more wise to wait when you have a little bit more of a career, a little bit more of a foundation. Yes, I know there's tax benefits. Yes, I know there's financial savings in marriage, but I promise you, you have the most control over your finances and budget and financial situation and singleness, not dating not engagement, definitely not engagement, definitely not engagement, <laughs> warning, warning, and definitely not in marriage. Okay. Like you're involving another person who's going to have a very different opinion than you. And number three, my favorite part actually about dating expensive lifestyle, dating someone who financially is on a different page than you. This is after three months of dating, four or five months of dating. Agree on a plan. I love this one. If you guys are dating, Go ahead and try and build a financial rhythm together. Practice together. This is an awesome way to build connection. It's an awesome way to financially get a snapshot about how your potential partner works. And more importantly, it's a great opportunity to test your teamwork together to see if you guys can create a plan together and stick to it. Okay, so that is our episode on expensive lifestyle. I hope you guys loved it. It was short, which is great. You guys can go on on your day. You finally got your nice little practical list from me without a ton of talking. So I hope you guys like that. I love you guys. Trust me. I know this one like the back of my hand and I promise you their character should supersede their spending lifestyle. But if you're a saver, you will notice your partner's spending and it will be a great little long-term project for you to work on in your heart. Okay. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you soon. Let's go.